Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. To another episode of the press, it is. Oh man, and that last one in there. Yeah, uh, it is March thirty first. It is Thursday. Uh, it is WrestleMania weekend. Um, and yeah, uh, it's time for another episode of the Impact Power Hour. I'm Ryan. I'm Angelo. And I'm Pat. Yeah, Pat's back. I I am here. Yeah. Um, before we get too far into this, uh, since it is WrestleMania weekend, uh, that means a lot of action is happening around the uh, Texas area. So you've got lots of different shows going on. Uh, Bloodsport was today. Um, I watched a bit of it. Pat watched a bit more of it. Um, mm-hmm. So there were some impact guys on it. We had Mike Bailey versus Yuya Yamura. Uh, the he's still a young lion, right? Or is he technically so. sure not? I think he's on his excursion. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if the excursion meant that they're not a young lion anymore, or if they're still a young lion until they come back from excursion. Uh, I, I guess it's kind of up to you. Okay, <laughs> uh, we got Jonah versus the War Master Josh Barnett. Uh, Masha Slamovich was there against. Uh, Janai Kai. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, was there any other Impact people on it? Um, I don't think so. Former no, Impact great Johnny Mundo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now well, Johnny no, Bloodsport. Yeah, Johnny Bloodsport. We get his name right here. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away <laughs> from to be Johnny GCW. And, <laughs> and somebody who was formerly featured in Impact last year, Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. True. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki, who got wins at Impact against yeah, the yeah, he, he pinned the great Caleb K. Yep. Yeah, what a what a what a high profile win that was for me. I can't Suzuki. name anyone else that has a singles win uh, against Over Caleb, Caleb. K in recent history. No, no, I can't no, think of the, any none men. Of the women? Yeah, I, mean, I can't think of maybe any some men women that have wins <laughs> against Caleb with a K. Um. Yeah. Uh. He he also technically has a win over Josh from that tag match that yeah. he, his team won that yeah. Josh was on the other side of. Maybe he'll uh maybe he'll be a challenger for Josh. Yeah, maybe that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, Mike Bailey versus Yuya Yamura that slapped slapped real good. Yeah, I thought that match with uh, between Bailey and Yuya was really good. Um, the crowd was very happy to see Mike Bailey, and as commentary noted, you know, um, it has been years since like independent fans in in North America have been able to see, or I guess the United States have been able to see Mike Bailey, obviously. Yeah. Um. So, uh, cool so to please see him. humor me because I'm a little uh, slow. Yep. Um 
what so Bloodsport, do they not have ropes? Correct. Yeah, so so there's no ring ropes and it's it's supposed to be a reference to the Jean Claude Van Damme movie, Bloodsport. Which oh, is just okay. like uh basically like a, a real life kind of like Mortal Kombat, um, but without like the fantasy elements where it's just like um just straight up fighting. Um yeah. that's pretty cool. So, so how, uh, does, they, how do how's a guy you know, you, you guys could explain it. How does a guy like Mike Bailey, who I know is a high flyer, do fair in a th- match like that where he doesn't really get to like bounce off the ropes like he might otherwise? Well, I think it um it really shows how versatile Mike Bailey is because as they noted on commentary, he has a lot of background in martial arts. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So True. Uh, he used to, he doesn't really come out to it uh, or come out with it in Impact, or at least it's not as pronounced. He still has like a like his little black robe, but he used to come out in like a full like karate um, outfit on the indie scene. Um, so yeah, he did I, I that guess. like an impact, like I think like the first, not not full karate outfit, but like he okay. kind of yeah, he's got that the black. I, I I don't know if it's also called a gi or G. I don't know either. That's why I didn't oh, say. Yeah, it. yeah I, I just know like that's what like uh, Tenar Conte calls hers, and I don't know yeah. if it's different for each different types of martial arts. Or what, but it's very similar to that, just all black. Yeah, but um, I thought again, Mike Bailey is a very versatile guy, and like, yeah, we've only really got to see him do high flying stuff in Impact so far, but um, he definitely got a chance to to shine against Yuya, and uh, looked I thought really good in the match. Yeah, he's also got that a bit of technical aspect to him in Impact. Uh, He definitely has like those really stiff kicks that he has as well. Um, and those were kind of on display with the kicks and knees uh, throughout the, this match. Um, I thought this was a very shocking outcome to have Yuya win. Um, but I also think at the same time, it makes sense that, you know, the New Japan guy who's literally his entire life was like strong style submissions, technical aspect, trying to balance all three of those things. Uh, makes sense to pick up the win here. Um and he's done blood sport before, correct? Yamura, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, the, this the, that match kicked off a string of just you know kind of surprise uh, results, at least for me. Yeah. Um, on the show because we had Mike Bailey lose, who I was like, oh, you know, he's the bigger name, and you know, Yamura's still like on excursion, so figured Mike Bailey would win. And then uh, we went into, or sorry, right before that was the one that kicked it off with Timothy Thatcher yeah. versus. The shower curtain king himself of New Japan Strong, J.R. Kratos. This was Timothy Thatcher's first match since August of last year. Um, and commentary great. also noted how um, before that he was also working as a coach at the Performance Center. And Timothy Thatcher lost to J.R. Kratos. He got knocked out via Superman punch, um, which was uh, quite the sight to see, I will say. Was it good? Yeah, I thought it was a good finish, and the, the crowd was like absolutely pissed. Like, they, like Jared Kratos played a really good heel here. Okay, um, it, was, it was a solid match. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah, was I wasn't cool sure. The... I saw that it was a Superman punch, and I was like, "Can Jr. Kratos like?" Yeah, no, it was it was fine. Okay, um, wasn't sure. Yeah, I was I was actually shocked. I figured you know Thatcher's big return to the indie scene and it being Bloodsport. I figured he would have um, picked up a win here, and then. Uh, after Yamura and Mike Bailey, we got our other Impact representative with Jonah making his Bloodsport debut. Uh, he got a on... great reaction. He did, he did. Um, and he took on Josh Barnett, the man who, you know, Bloodsport is, is in his name now. 
Um, and I thought they also had a really good match, a very different match than what I was expecting, I guess. Um, but I thought it was still good. Yeah, I thought that match was going to be much more uh, like physical, just like strong, stiff punches. Uh, and like, I I figured if anybody's match was going to get like tossed out of the ring, um, I thought that was going to get knocked out of the ring a few times, um, especially with Barnett like selling like that he was dazed a lot and like standing right on the edge of the ring. I figured Jonah was going to like do some crazy move and knock Barnett like out of the ring to knock him out. But uh, Barnett makes him submit. Yeah. To the, um, what was it? Like the one-legged Boston crab thing that he did? Yeah. I don't remember if there was an actual name for it, yeah. but um, that was, that was again, really shocking. Cause I'm so used to seeing Jonah as like this unstoppable monster in, in T or not TNA and impact. Hey man, his um, only other loss uh, was him versus, uh, or his only loss on Impact so far has been him versus Josh, and Josh submitted him. Um, that's fair. Again, I wasn't watching at that point, so yeah. I mean, I didn't uh, watch that match either, but I know it happened. Oh, well, it was hard to kill. Yeah, it was. It was hard to kill. I didn't want. You know, I didn't watch Hard to Kill. I keep saying I'm going to go back and watch it, and just, <laughs> just don't do it. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I, again, I thought Jonah was a good fit. I'd like to see him do Bloodsport again for, for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, it definitely helped that like the crowd was really into him. Josh Barnett gave him the seal of approval afterwards, letting him hold the ring after the match, which I thought was really, really cool. I do want to say the last match I watched was the, the, the penultimate match, uh, which was Moxley versus, uh, Biff, yeah, that Biff, crowd, yeah. that crowd loved Biff. Um, I like, I, I liked Biff in uh, as Oni Lorkin uh, when he was a singles guy, and then he just kind of like was the fall team as uh, him and Danny Birch. Um, they just were kind of there to pick up losses. It felt like, um, but uh, he's very stiff. Uh, he also has a. I believe a Pennywise song as his theme, so oh, I, I I I I like that. Um, and yeah, uh, this was probably the best match of the matches I watched from the show. Yeah, this is also the final match I watched. I still I saw the end of Suzuki and Dickinson, but I didn't see the actual match itself. Um, so yeah, I my stream glad. cut out uh, during because I brought it back up, and Suzuki made his entrance as, as Dickinson was coming out. The my stream ended. Okay, um, I was I was driving after the Suzuki entrance, so okay. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, you know it was I, I, again. I'm I, I I figured this was the main event, the Moxley Busick thing. Um, but yeah. Suzuki and Dickinson ended up being it, so I was glad I got to see the Moxley uh, Busick match because yeah, uh, I thought this was the strongest match out of the card that I saw. Um, and I also uh, a strong start to the weekend. I thought that this is this this is already match of the weekend for me so far. We still have a lot of wrestling to watch, but this, oh, yeah. this set a really high bar. I thought these two just were absolutely killer together. Yeah, um, I think that. So I I know I sent that video from Cultaholic uh, of their like ten matches to watch this weekend, um, and they like listed like the amount of people who like ha- who they think would uh could have like star making performances this weekend uh and they listed biff as one of them along with mike bailey i i I think this starts off strong for biff to have 
a very, very, very strong weekend. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, as we're saying this, he's getting ready to fight Suzuki. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the, the WrestleCon Memorial Show. Um, yeah. So he's got two big matches today. Yeah. Um, and again, I thought Mike Bailey was another one who I thought he looked really good and it was a standout performance for him. Uh, yeah. Different than what we're used to seeing from him on Impact. Yeah. And I, I think Bailey already has kind of been on the, the pathway to getting that big, like this being his year with like kicking it off with uh, Battle of Los Angeles uh, and going to the, he went to the final for that and then lost to Garcia, correct? Uh, you are asking the wrong person. Okay. I could, I think that was it. But yeah, um, I, again, I think Bailey's going to have a big, massive year and a massive weekend. Same with, same with Biff. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I uh, would like to, before we yeah. like go into impact, I, I am curious as to like going back to watch this. I would be interested to see how like Masha, uh, Slamovich did here. Um, yeah. I haven't seen her do like blood sport before, but I feel like with how aggressive we see her on impact, it, I feel like she would be a good fit. And I'm, I'm interested in if she's still working like, shorter matches here or she's you know going like 15 minutes or whatever i'd assume um, that this was point. a longer match uh considering this is her second blood sport match i believe and the okay. first one i believe she lost okay fair enough um i'm not 100 percent sure but she seemed to make it like at least on social media she made it seem like this was like a huge win for her yeah um, and, and then the other one that i am curious about that none of us got to see despite i think all three of us wanting to see it is john hennigan uh, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, now Johnny Bloodsport making his Bloodsport debut against Simon Gotch, Butterscotch Simon Gotch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am curious to see how John Morrison does in the Bloodsport setting. Um, um, I do want to say uh, before we go, uh, we end this Bloodsport talk. Um, I think spot of the spot of the weekend possibly was the Ninja Mac. Uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> that was insane. And, like, uh, I saw me... people that were ripping on it, and they were like, oh, he's already falling. And it's like, yeah, he was falling because he wanted to protect himself and not die. Um, yeah. It was a I'm... fantastic spot. I'm excited for uh, Ninja Mac at the ROH show. Um, yeah. I, so... it, the only time I've seen Ninja Mac was, was – was he on the GCW show? I think he was in the Rumble, wasn't he? Or mm. – I don't remember if he was at the GCW show. I think he yeah, probably I was, but I don't know. Okay. He wasn't in like a high profile match. Anyway. Yeah. I just remember you mentioning him during that show about how he, he signed with uh, Noah. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Well then before we get into impact, just since we brought up our weight. So we, I think me and Ryan, or I don't know what the plan is for tomorrow, but we're going to be watching super guard of honor. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do like a joint review podcast late at night for multiverse matches and Supercard. That makes sense to me. Um, but uh, a few more matches have been added. So real quick before we jump into Impact, uh, we have Rhett Titus defending the ROH World Television Championship against Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Ninja Mac will be facing off against a mystery opponent uh, who is the new client of Tully Blanchard. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, formerly in Impact, will be taking on Willow Nightingale for the interim ROH Women's World Championship uh, because Deanna Perrazzo will not be defending it on the show because she's going to be doing the Champ Champ Challenge at Multiverse of Matches. Um, Josh Woods will defend the ROH Pure Championship against Wheeler Yuta. 
Jay Lethal will take on Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel in his corner. Uh, Swerve Strickland will be fighting Alex Zane. The Briscoe brothers take on FTR for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. And in the main event, Jonathan Gresham takes on Bandito with the newly announced Chavo Guerrero in his corner in a winner-takes-all match to determine the undisputed ROH World Champion. I So with the announcement of Chavo coming in with Bandito, I feel like Bandito has a very good shot at winning. Yeah, I would assume that if he doesn't, there's at least going to be some type of angle that goes down in the main event because it feels very like odd to put Chavo uh, with Bandito if they don't plan on doing something. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but um... I'm familiar with just uh, Rhett, Rhett Titus because he was in this documentary, Card Subject to Change, I watched in 2010. Okay. okay. Like kind of indie wrestlers on the come up. And I, I think I actually captured Trent Acid before he passed. That's okay. Thing, but yeah, that's, that was like the only thing I've heard of him, and I know he hasn't really done anything big besides like he's been in Ring of Honor for a while. But yeah, yeah he was a big moment. Kenny, for him. He was Kenny King's partner in ROH. So. Right, right. Yeah, um, which we got this... to see their return, where they surprisingly won the tag titles against who was it? It was it was like the was it the Addiction, uh, the young like it, the Briscoe. It was like. All these big names, and that was like All Night Express, Rhett Titus, and Kenny King. It was like, okay, well, they're going to be the fall guys. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but but yeah, like, like Angela said, this is probably the biggest thing. I, I, again, as somebody who like has a not like a great knowledge of Ring of Honor history, but uh, this is probably like the biggest match I can think of that Rhett Titus has had in, in quite some time. Yeah. Taking on Suzuki, so. Especially singles-wise. Um, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Because, like, him and Kenny King face, like, all the big tag teams. In, in yeah, that's that's true. Um, um, and we also did get the announcement that uh, Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni are doing commentary. So, that's nice. Yeah, that's absolutely great. Nice. Uh, Ian, Ian is fantastic. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, let's transition this right into our big old review for Impact here. Uh, starting off with BTI, we had Iceman Intel, and the Iceman Intel was that uh, Anthem had a big meeting about Moose's actions uh, with her, him spearing uh, Josh Alexander's wife at the Destiny Pro Wrestling uh, uh, during the week, uh, and the, the intel was that Scott Demore was there. Yeah. That's... Brilliant stuff from George Iceman. Thank you. As always. Um, uh, BTI match was Black Truce versus Diener. I just want to say this. Uh, I did not think this match went as long as it did when me and Angela saw this match. They could have edited it. <laughs> this is really... This, this was much longer than I, I remember it. Um, like, oh, well, you're saying it's longer, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought the match, like, the match flew by for when we watched it. I felt, yeah, I just think being in the audience, it flew yeah. by pretty quickly. I and mean, we were like focused on like Eric Young, just you know, yeah, balking back and forth with the crowd versus like everything that was going on in the match. So, yeah, yeah. watching on, on BTI it did feel a little longer than we thought it was, yeah, because like it didn't, it didn't feel like super long. But like when like I, I got to the point in the the BTI episode, I saw there's like 
over te- like I think it was like twelve minutes left. I was like, bruh, they, they did not have a twelve minute match on BTI, and and they didn't. Like there was the entrances and yeah. the 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 after stuff. But like the fact that they're it, like it felt like it was like a five minute match in person, just because of everything that was going on. And they they had a pretty good match. Uh, this is probably one of the better Diener singles matches. He held his own with Black Tours, which I was kind of shocked at. But at the same time, you've got to make those champs look uh, somewhat strong if they're gonna have one of their guys lose. Uh, Tours looked fantastic as always. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? No, I, I like seeing Diener, and uh, you know, obviously he's busy in the tag team, and he's like the VBD's fall guy. But you know, I always enjoy his in-ring work when he's on. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch BTI once again, so uh <laughs> fake fan. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh the main show starts off with uh the video package of uh Moose going into the Destiny Pro Wrestling event and spearing Josh Alexander's wife in front of Josh and his kids. Um That's not nice. Uh I do have to say that uh this this angle is getting mixed reviews on Twitter. Uh, at least, um, with a lot of people detracting from it, saying that Moose shouldn't be in a storyline where he's attacking people's wives after he attacked his own wife, um, which I get, I get, but like it's wrestling. Like he, she is a former wrestler, so, and it was in a wrestling ring. I, I, I don't see like other people are trying to make it out to be. Yeah, I think they're pulling for straws there. Yeah. Yeah, I also don't... My issue with the angle is I just don't necessarily think it's clicking as much as I think they might think it is. Um, I don't know. I don't think they needed to go all in with Moose, you know, like, trying to play... Yeah, that... Not even, like, the mind games, but, like, just, like, going so hard for, like, the whole family angle. There was already that made me invested into this, so, like... Yeah, they probably didn't need to go down this route of like him even more attacking the family. Like Moose already did enough yeah. to make your blood boil and want yeah. you to see, you know, Josh Alexander beat him for the title. So Exactly. You know, to come back to, you know, impact, we're gonna talk about it a little later, like they're already like, you know, he's not here tonight. We're thinking of stripping the title from him, like it just feels like too much. Yeah. Um, I do wanna say that it did play into what we got later with Josh. Um, Josh does before uh, the show really starts he does come in he confronts Scott Scott tells him like Angela just said Moose isn't here we sent him home Uh, we're gonna strip we're gonna strip him of the title Josh says no Uh, and again Scott plays on the you gotta keep your emotions in check I know this must be tough like I've known your wife even before you knew her so like it's personal to me as well which is why we're taking this step uh, and Josh like grabs him, throws him against the wall, and is just like, "No, like she's not your wife. You're not you, like don't tell me how to react to this stuff." He keeps on going after my family, um, and that's fine if he's not here. But don't strip him of the title. I still want him at Rebellion. I want to get my hands on him. Um, and basically, I hope that he is watching tonight because I've got a message for him. Yeah, um, I mean, Josh's point too was like I want this impact world title but i i also want to beat moose right so he right. doesn't just want the title he, he wants yeah. 
you know, to beat the man that's been torturing him and his family. Yeah. For so long. Um, we start off the night with uh, in-ring uh, with Jonathan Gresham coming into the ring. Um, mixed reaction um, with him coming out. Um, especially when we were there, there was, it, uh, at least originally, uh, before this match happened, the crowd was very mixed. Their chance of boring just for him coming out. <laughs> um, uh, and as you heard, when Kenny King comes out to uh, interrupt his promo, um, he like the crowd behind Kenny King a lot. Um, which really, it's always a weird crowd. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I think this continues the, the honor no more super heels who hate impact and want to tear it down and they want it to be molded in their image. Like people are really getting behind it and it's very odd. Um, but yeah, so Jonathan Gresham comes out, he talks about like he he's carrying on the lineage of Ring of Honor. Uh the lineage that people like Danielson, CM Punk, uh Samoa Joe, all the greats have had uh over the years, and he's carrying that title now. Uh and he wants to bring it all over the world. Kenny King comes out, basically runs him down, saying that uh Ring of Honor is using you as a pawn to spread their uh, name and try to make it seem like they have goodwill with everybody that they're going to, you know, work with everybody, but really it's all about money. It's all about what makes them good. Uh, and, and not, um, everything, not, not looking out for everybody else. Like ring of honor was supposed to do ring of honor. Like that's why we left ring of honor is because they didn't look out for us anymore. We were there for so long. We, we helped carry the company for so long. Um, and they basically just fired us without warning, uh, even though they kept on saying, we're a family, we're a family, we're going to get the, through these times together. Uh, they didn't want that. They looked the other way. Um, and uh, also says that Eddie might have pulled the trigger on attacking you, but all of us voted to attack you. Uh, because you don't stand for what we stand for, um, and that he's going to beat him up tonight and finish the job that Eddie should have done. Um, and then they have a match, and I thought this match was very good. Yeah, quick but to the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I continue to really like Jonathan Gresham uh, and his his like his balance of like some high flying stuff his technical aspect, his strong style aspect. Um, he's pretty good on the mic for somebody who I don't know if he did a lot of mic work in ring of honor. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very well rounded. He was someone that like, I didn't think I would have enjoyed watching in ring just based on, you know, to admit it, like just based on his smaller stature, I was like, this is going to be like, you know, not, uh, you know, a fun wrestler to watch, but he actually, he's, he's really good in the ring. You don't really like think like, Oh, he's like, you know, a smaller man. Like he, he's my height. So me saying he's a smaller man is just like, typically you, you see larger wrestlers, but you know, he's yeah, he's like five foot seven. So he yeah. reminds me a lot of like the Chad Gable look. Yeah. Of, like yeah. very small, but also can do a lot of stuff uh, that, that will surprise you. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, he just like he he's got power, he's got technicality, so he's got a little bit of everything. So that's what makes him actually a pretty intriguing wrestler to watch. Yeah. Um, I also really like this pinning combination that he did. Uh, he whipped it out originally on Macklin a few right, weeks, right. Uh, months ago at this point, uh, where it's the figure four leg lock, uh, but then he stands up in it, which is really impressive. Um, and just basically just like you can't you, like you have to hold on to your legs so, like, because you're in so much pain that you're not focused on kicking out, uh, which I thought was really cool. Um, uh, as I said, he wins. Uh, Eddie Edwards comes out, attacks um, Kenny or not Kenny King, uh, Jonathan Gresham. Uh, Kenny King holds Gresham d- down to try to allow for the Boston knee party to be hit. Uh, Eddie grabs the t- uh, ROH title, looks at it, and then tosses it across the ring. Uh, and then Rocky Romero comes to make the save. Um, and Jonathan Gresham and Rocky Romero stand tall. Um, yeah, new friends. Yeah. Uh, also should point out that during the Gresham promo at the beginning, uh, he did reveal that Eddie Edwards versus him for the Ring of Honor title will be at Rebellion. Um, and that should be really good. Yeah. Um, I guess you, you always got to put an asterisk on it in case Gresham does lose uh, tomorrow to Bandito or anywhere else because he like defends it wherever he goes. So, uh, Pat, what do you think about this? Yeah, I thought this was a really solid opener to the show. Um, I continue to really like Jonathan Gresham. I continue to really like Kenny King and hope that he can eventually accomplish some things in Impact. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, I thought it was a, a really solid opening to the show tonight. Uh, I will say, Kenny King's promo, I think, highlights something that I brought up as to why ROH uh, might not want to, you know, work with Impact, as you did. You do have this stable, Honor No More, which is openly just claiming that ROH is a dead company and that their championship doesn't matter. With uh, Eddie Edwards, even literally just th- picking up and throwing the ROH World Championship uh, out of the ring. And oh, he's a Bandito down. fan. I, I guess so. <laughs> he sides with Bandito. Yeah. But yeah, Bandito, Pat, Bandito you're absolutely right. It, it, like, Ring of Honor is making its great you know return after a few months, but then there's this other storyline that Impact is doing, so it makes sense that they shouldn't really cross paths. It just doesn't make sense at this time. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, listening back to this promo – Harken to that whole adage of uh, how Pat has brought up numerous times about uh, a very uh, vocal, but I still think a minority section of the Impact fans who think that, you know, uh, AEW or Tony Khan is only looking out for themselves and are going to put only their guys over. Um, I, I think that. Again, I've said it before that I thought that was the downfall of the relationship with AEW and Impact was that, for the most part, AEW people were always going over the Impact guys and then not wrestling. Like, Omega's reign was fine, but, like, he wasn't wrestling. He was putting down the company constantly. Um, And, like, it just felt like, yeah, it, it wasn't a great look. 
Well, they um, were never viewed as equals. That, yes. That's, uh, you know, right. the, the tough part. And I think that's what Kenny King was kind of going on with this whole, like, ROH is using you by, like, sending you to other companies and trying to say, like, oh, we're willing to uh, be, like, the best of the indies and all this stuff. But really, they're, they're going to do the same old thing that this version of Ring of Honors wants to do because of who owns it. Uh, while he didn't say it like that, the way that he, t- he talked about how Ring of Honor is using you to get goodwill for themselves and put themselves over, definitely felt like a, a sh- kind of a shot uh, at, at that, that that side of the fan base uh, would agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, next up was uh, Motor City Machine Guns promo uh, talking about you know, they, they beat Jay and Chris Bay a few weeks ago. In their eyes, there was no uh, controversy. controversy. You know, uh, again, Shelly keeps on calling Jay Jamie. Uh, says, you need to learn how to count, because clearly I'd never taught you how. Um, and that one, two, three gives us a check in the win column and a check for you guys in the loss column. Uh, and that they're going to do it again tonight. They're going to pick up another win. Uh, we got Saban saying that, you know, with the multiverse of matches coming in, uh, that he might go Super Saiyan, uh, or Super Saban, I should say. And Kamehameha yeah. uh, hit uh, Jay White back to Japan uh, tomorrow at the multiverse of matches. Uh, I thought this was a fun promo. Um, it was. After this, we got Deanna Perrazzo promo, basically, again, talking about her champ champ challenge talking about how she beat uh lady frost and giselle shaw and a triple threat for did anyone catch tiana like laughing at herself in this promo yes yeah yes um uh she definitely laughed a few times they like gave a little chuckle um i don't know if it was her just playing up on her like overconfidence or like she messed up a word and it's just like ah, I'm just going to laugh it off um, but yeah uh, she says that the champ champ challenge is happening tomorrow at multiverse matches and this is the most people in an area uh, ever so you for uh, uh, champ champ challenge so you never know who can come in and challenge um, so yeah uh, they kept on playing basically anybody who was doing promos throughout the night kept on referring to you know, the endless possibilities of things that could happen uh, tomorrow. Um, trying yes. to make it that must watch. Yeah. So, with that all, which is what, you know, is really interesting is so we saw these tapings and we're not spoiling anything here, but right. this was for four weeks of impact episodes. So, in the yeah. middle, they have two, two of the shows that they put on TV. There's still two more to go, but there's this multiverse hap- of matches happening. And then there's two tape shows that happened before that that are still yet to be aired. Yeah. So all these promos are talking about what you know what's to happen, but then all the shows are going to be after. Or, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be after multiverse, but really it was before multiverse. So it's going to be yeah interesting in that sense. Um, I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together because yeah, there's there's a match that I know that obviously happened at the the tapings that you guys went to that now that I'm thinking about it, like it, it spoils one of the matches for tomorrow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, granted, not everyone's looking at spoilers, and there was, you know, no. probably a thousand people in the arena. Can I can I ask arena. what match you refer to, Pat? No, the, or would it spoil it? No, the, the the Diana. Oh, well, it's not her. It's just that she has a champ champ challenge. Yeah, well, well, now that I well, well it's the fact yeah, that, that, like, that answers everything. Yeah, yeah but it, now know that she, the spoilers that she's gonna retain. A, but, I mean, tomorrow. hey, man, maybe she picked up another title. You don't know that. Maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like, I would have assumed that they would have... Because, again, like, with this being a taped show, you don't have to air it in order. They could have just edited in, like, the Diana yes. match. I mean, for, like, dude, me, me and Angela have talked about it, that they did not air these in order. These matches are all over the place. Yeah, that's so, what they were taped. So, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just... Uh, that is, like, a weird thing. Like, why wouldn't you do, like, the Diana Champ Champ Challenge now... Like, because again, I just like tomorrow. I they're re- like this promo set it up like it's gonna be a big deal of whoever takes this challenge, yeah, um, yeah, but, like it could have been you know someone that might win one of the belts or something, yeah. yeah. But now that, like, again, like, it's Chelsea Green again, guys. I'm sorry, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's heel Chelsea again, like. We're not spoiling who's in the Champ Champ Challenge. Yeah, coming but up, the but fact like, that there's a Champ Champ Challenge. Yeah, then, like, it, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. 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 Um, after this, we get the inaugural Chump Chump Challenge. <laughs> Which, it, you know, is better than the Champ Champ Challenge. I, I agree. <laughs> we get Johnny Swinger and the Dice Daddy, Zicky Dice. Mm-hmm. They come out. We've got Johnny Swinger getting a live mic. I don't know how great that great of an idea that was. Excellent uh, idea. I, I, they let him I, do it I, like I, once once every two months. And yeah, it's always a splendid time. I do want to say that, like, I don't think we like everybody was very happy about this segment as it happened. It was very loud in the building when he was cutting this promo. I didn't realize that <laughs> until tonight, where he points out, he says that you guys have to respect me. I do you know how much money I made companies in this building? Yeah, uh, yeah. that was great. Uh, so he does acknowledge that he is an ECW original, even though he's trapped in the eighties. He doesn't have total sense. amnesia. Yeah, that's good. Um, he also claims that uh, with Zicky Dice's training. Uh, he is going to make him the na- next Adrian Adonis. Which, you know, uh, goes back to he wrestles in the 1980s. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I do have to say, uh, hopefully it's it's not the same story as Adrian Adonis died at like 34. They um, do have a similar look, though, which is yes. freaking funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like A really similar look. Yeah. Uh, so they they call out some chumps and... The chumps are <laughs> Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yep. Uh, and they just immediately beat the crap out of Zicky, basically. Yeah, uh, Johnny Swinger didn't even involve himself yeah. in the match. Yeah, now, remember, he did say that he needed to see what Zicky could do before he, he would agree to continue to train him. Yeah. So and, he, you know, he had to let him I out think, there. Yeah, so he was there to watch him, you know, you know, see what he needs to improve on. And I think that's everything. Um, (laughs) But I think the camera crew didn't do justice to what we were able to witness the audience. Johnny Swinger on the rope was excellent. And it was like, it was only like on the corner, especially like when uh, Zicky's getting pinned, like Swinger's got his hand out, like, Oh, I've been waiting to get tagged. Like (laughs) clearly you weren't buddy. And then as soon as 
So it, it, they showed it a little bit. It was in the corner. And as soon as Luke Gallows turns around, like Swinger like jumps off the ropes and runs away. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like shaking in his boots. Yeah, exactly. He has no interest. Yeah. Getting in a fight. Yeah, this is great. Uh, Good Brothers go back. Uh, and they basically run down the, the Briscoes for a bit. Um, and then run down Violent by Design and Honor No More and say that they're going to come for the titles. And they hope that at Rebellion, Violent by Design are the last with them in the ring so that they can get their revenge and win their titles back. Um, I thought this was a good promo. Again, the Good Brothers, when they actually care, uh, they, they, they're they really good. Uh, yeah, they're I, feel really like good turned, I feel like they've turned a corner recently. It feels like they're pretty much always caring now. Yeah. I, I think that's the solution. Just don't give them the belts. Make yeah. a chase. Yeah, no, they just wanted to go Apparently. back to Bullet Club. That's all they wanted to do. Once they I got mean, the I mean, Bullet Club, they are just like... Maybe, like, maybe, like, now they know that there's, like, a bigger spotlight on them because they're back in Bullet Club and they're associated with Jay. Yeah. Yeah, um, give them a spark. But, like, New Japan fans, like, they're not shy about voicing their opinion. So if you're just going to be putting in shit work, yeah, you're going to have fans hating on you like they do with House of Torture. Hey, man. Yeah, fair. At least show is still good. Sure. And And huge, huge. No, not huge, huge. Um, this it, this promo, however, is interrupted by <laughs> screaming right, I'm, I'm, in the parking yeah, I'm gonna, lot. I'm going to cut you off. I thought this was the most bizarre fucking transition <laughs> I'd seen on a wrestling show, where we go from this promo with the Good Brothers and Gia Miller, and you just hear it, this. It, it was like, the same scene, essentially. It was. Yeah, yeah there was no, there was no cut. The camera just moved cut. outside. Um, As it should. And, yeah, I mean, it was good, good filmmaking, I guess, but it was just bizarre that like. You hear these otherworldly screams, and you can't hear what they're saying at first. And the camera goes outside into the parking lot of the twenty three hundred arena, and Joe or not Jonah, uh, PCO is just standing there screaming Jonah at the sky like a madman. Uh, this was then, brilliant. Yeah, I, again. So I knew that we were getting like a Jonah PCO match from the taping. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't know we were going to get that. Obviously, you guys didn't know about this either. No, we didn't. Know. None of this backstage stuff. All this backstage stuff is totally new to us, so we didn't yeah. see that being in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do get. Uh, so then after that, it goes to like a, what would be a commercial, <laughs> and it comes back, and he's still screaming for Jonah. We've got the eerie mute backlot brawl music that they always play whenever there's a backlot brawl. Um. And Jonah comes over with one of those like uh, the moving push cards, yeah. The, yeah, moving push cards, just <laughs> throws it at the back of PCO, um, and he just starts dominating PCO. PCO is making, um, he throws them into some traffic cones uh, and safety barrels and things like that. Uh, he throws them into a car, uh, like a truck door. Um, and then he looks like he grabs this big slab of concrete, puts it over top of PCO, grabs the sledgehammer, and smashes it on PCO. Who then just immediately sits up and takes control. Gotta um, love when no mid carters no sell moves, dude. PCO's fantastic at this role. Um, <laughs> PCO, uh, throws Jonah into the car, he opens the door, he looks at the camera directly and starts like making these weird gasping sounds or <laughs> it's just like yeah, his eyes were rolling back. It was very bizarre. He, he bashes just... Jonah's head head in. 
Yeah, he over just, and over and over again. Uh, and then <laughs> Jonah lays down in the on the ground, and there's just a pile of black dirt. Yeah, where the <laughs> fuck did this come from? I've got no idea, but yeah. PCO just starts shoveling the dirt over top of Jonah, but like, keeps sliding down off of him, and it doesn't cover him. And then he starts. He goes, yeah. And rolls his eyes back again and, like, makes a weird groaning, moaning sound. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. This is what I need PCO to always be. Well, you're probably going to get a lot of that. Yeah. Good. Good. I need... I'm just saying... Just about three years worth of it. Good. PCO, PCO at this role, better than Sting. No. Better than Taker. <laughs> better okay, better well, no than selling than Taker. <laughs> yes. Or uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, or Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, after this, we get Fulton, Madman Fulton versus Josh Alexander. Um, and this is the definition of a squash match. Yeah. Uh, Madman Fulton gets like one piece of offense in, and then Josh Alexander just takes control, beats him up a lot, very physical, very violent, grabs his ankle, puts him in the ankle lock, Makes him tap, holds on after the tap. Ace tries to get in to break it off. Um, and Josh stares Ace back out of the ring. Ace basically walks up the ramp and leaves and, like, occasionally looks back at Fulton. Uh, Fulton attacks J- uh, Josh from behind. Josh counters this into the ankle lock again. Uh, and as he's tapping again, Josh just snaps the ankle, basically, uh, twists it. Th- his boot sl- uh, flies off in midair with sand into the crowd, right in front of me and Angelo, actually. Um, to which one of, the, <laughs> one of the security guards came to the guy immediately. Yeah, the uh, fan was not able to keep the boot. Yeah. Sad to uh, inform. Yeah, sad, sad to inform indeed. Uh, but yeah, that was like literally right in front of me and Angelo. So good, good stuff. Um, but yeah, Josh is broken, Madman Fulton. Ace is not there to protect him uh, or save him. Um, and as commentary and the next promo would say, uh, they've already get, get diagnosed uh, Madman Fulton with a broken ankle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, Speaking of this next promo, Trey Miguel does nothing for me on promos. Uh, He comes to find Mike Bailey, who's watching this, and grimacing. Uh, And Trey is like, hey, uh, I just want to congratulate you on your big win last week, but uh, what's the deal with you and and Ace? And Bailey says, you know, Ace is going to Ace. And He's like, yeah, but but like, what's again? Like, what's your relationship with? And he like try tries to like go right into this like serious side of him, and it, it just doesn't work for me. Trey Trey on like when he is given extended promo time, just doesn't work for me. That is definitely his weak point of his game. Yes, um, he is very much in the ricochet boat of <laughs> just being very awkward on on promos. No, he's not as bad as ricochet. I was gonna, I was gonna say a similar thing in that. Uh, while I don't think he's as bad as Ricochet, I do think he comes off very awkwardly on the yes. mic most times. Um, yeah. But no, I, I agree. Not it's not. It's not no, I, I will agree that it's not as bad as Ricochet. 
Um, but when, it's whenever, very similar. Yeah, if if uh, the delivery is very similar, and the fact that I feel like if there's a lot of people who do compare the two is like Trey is like ricochet light, kind of. Yeah, that's fair. If, um, if, it is if very Impact interesting. Ever gets, if Impact ever gets like a, a an overwhelmingly Irish wrestler, and Trey Miguel comes out and starts doing fake Irish accents, um, yeah. and calling himself Rick O'Shea. Uh, or Trey O'Shea. Trey O'Shea. Uh, Trey O'Shea. Then, uh, then we can talk. Yeah. Hey, he starts stealing clothes. Did he start stealing clothes too? I forgot about that. <laughs> I think the more important thing to focus on is, uh, you know, between this promo and the match before, is I guess they're writing off Madman Fulton here. Yeah. Yeah, that's time. what it seemed like. I wonder yeah. if he's going to be done with the company or if he's just taking time off. Yeah. Right, it could be either he's just taking a little time off, so like this triple threat coming up is you know have no interference from Madman Fulton, you know, for the X Division title, or yeah, maybe he's just you know done his time with Impact. Yeah, because yeah, again, we've we've seen a lot of talents like just you know leaving or having their time end in Impact with their contracts up or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or- he definitely can can do something elsewhere where he's not just like the sidekick, like he. We were hoping yeah. Impact would have given him that opportunity to kind of have a moment for himself, but he was just not. He was put packaged with Ace Austin, who's obviously you know an ascending star, but he was never really able to do anything besides be the bodyguard. Yeah. After this, we get Pat and uh, Angelo and myself's greatest promo is Mickey James. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Um, <laughs> me and Angelo have been very adamant that Mickey James's puns and like trying to just be like. Super baby face, it just doesn't work in 2022. Is it? Yeah, it's the way that yeah, uh, and this this was more of this, um, talking about how you know, uh, her and Nick Aldis are gonna give Matt Cardona more of an ass whipping because he clearly doesn't get enough of them at home, uh, and then also that, uh, at at, at multiverse matches, it's going to be the mid Cardonas versus Pat. You want to say it? All that how, this, yeah. It's all these nuts. Yeah. yeah, this was Mickey James needs to have her mic privileges taken away for yeah. a bit. She, she can also, come out and just sit silently in the ring while Chelsea, Chelsea Green like super kicks her in the face. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she she also claimed during this promo that. The reason that she was so protective of of Chelsea was because she thought that Chelsea needed a mentor and that she needed to learn the ropes and like how to navigate all Which, this. Like it, it makes doesn't zero sound like, sense. It may, yeah, like she can be her mentor, but like she was literally saying, like, Oh, Chelsea, don't come to the ring with me, don't don't help me. That's not really you protecting her. That's just you yeah. being like, Hey, I don't actually want your help, but we can be friends. Also, like, and, like it, Chelsea's it, been an established wrestler for like Ch- a Chelsea. Chelsea is a former knockout champion, right? Like, obviously not under the same name, but it's still established that it's the same person. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, it, yeah, this was silly. Um, it's not like this is like a new upcoming wrestler. Ch- Chelsea has had numerous title opportunities. Um, she's won the title, as you pointed out. She's been all over, basically. Uh, so yeah, weird, weird thing. And then we transition right from this into Gia going to the private locker room of Chelsea and Matt. Um, Matt is 
you know, Gia is knocking on their door and doesn't want to talk to him. So he says he's going to get Chelsea. Chelsea comes out um, and says, you know, I, I wasn't there to be Mickey's little sister. I didn't need a mentor. I know how to wrestle. I know how to get these opportunities. Uh, but Mickey just kept on, like, telling me she didn't want me here and didn't want me there. So, you know what? I came out for that match and did what she told me to. She told me not to help her, and I didn't help her. And for some reason, she didn't like that. Um, Which also stupid because yes. she faked a broken wrist. So yes. that's why Mickey didn't want her out there. Yeah. But not only did she, again, as we pointed out last week, not only did she fake a broken wrist, Impact. but Impact Wrestling tweeted out and put on Instagram that Chelsea Green had a broken wrist. Hey, I mean, Impact knows where their priorities are. Mickey James works for NWA. She's yeah, not, she's not true. paid by Impact. It's true. She ain't getting, she ain't getting jack squat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they say that the, the Cardonas are going to prove to everybody at uh, Multiverse of Matches that they are the true power couple of wrestling. Cool. Knockouts Battle Royal for the number one contendership for Tasha Steele's Knockouts title at Rebellion. Um, we had uh, in this match Rosemary and Havoc, uh, Savannah Evans, Giselle Shaw, and Angelo's favorite wrestler, Lady Frost. Um, Alicia Edwards, who is everybody's favorite wrestler. <laughs> um, Jordan Grace. Um, and uh, Madison Rain. Uh, Tennille Dashwood and Jessica McKay with Cassie Lee at ringside. I don't yeah, know why I'm, Cassie Lee was not in this match. I'm assuming she's injured, and that's yeah. probably why they're not in the Fatal 4-Way at the at multiverse matches. Yeah, that's the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, Because, like, all the other tag teams were in this, so... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But, yes, I mean, the, the point, this, this match, like, Savannah Evans gets her own entrance. Yep. So she was like, you know, she's going to be a powerhouse, which was the case in this match. She was kind of the ring general for a lot of it until she finally got thrown out. The other big point, I guess, was, you know, all the nonsense with Caleb with Caleb with the K influence and inspiration where uh, Madison Rain gets knocked out. But Jesse falls back into Caleb's arms again and she yeah. gets back into the ring without getting knocked out yeah. because of Caleb. But he didn't mean to help her. So. All the drama's still there. Yeah. Uh, just want to let everybody be let be known that uh, based off of how, how these things aired, uh, this is the first time uh, in Impact that we've a technically singles match. Uh, as Cassie has gotten like two or three. Uh, That's true. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is your first time to get singles action from her. That writer um, on cage match has got to be excited. Yeah, Plug it um, in this match. I mean, I've always preferred her to to Cassie um, as a singles person, at least, or like an in-ring person, uh, and and as a talker. So I guess overall, um, I did. I think she was going to win. Absolutely not. Um, did I think that the person who was going to win this won this? Uh, absolutely not. Especially because right before these tapings happened. Angela, we, we were all on the podcast here, and we made a joke. And, well, and Angela was like, oh, yeah, they're probably just going to make Rosemary the, the number one contender. And that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a very unique ending. 
with all three of the final people all going up again, uh, going into the ropes. But Rosemary, yes, because she's so, so practical and she always like plays in the ropes, she she wraps her legs around and holds on. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense in that sense. But it, yeah, it was an interesting final three, being it was two of the newer ones, Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw, and then the veteran Rosemary. Yeah, rounding out your final three. Yeah, um, I am sure that ha- uh, Rosemary and Tasha should be a good match. Yeah, um, you've got the the outside covered because you'll have Savannah and her in Tasha's corner, and most likely Havoc in uh, Rosemary's corner. So should have those equaled out. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if uh, Tasha can can retain. Do we think Tasha retains that rebellion against against Rosemary? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I think this is just a good like first person for her to defend against Zamiki James. Yeah. That's why I said the other week, I was like, Yeah, you know, Rosemary could be the first number one contender because it's like she's that she's in that veteran presence. We forget that she's been there for a yeah. while, held the belt before. She's kind of done it all in the you know, knockouts division. So Yeah. Just throw her throw her in again and it's, it's it'll work. Yeah. Um, I mean, we again start card subject to change because uh, I don't know if it's tomorrow or Saturday, but Tasha does have a, a number uh, a title defense uh, at GCW for the culture uh, against Big Swole. Big Swole, wow! Yeah, so who knows? Big Swole could win. We could get Big Swole versus Tasha versus Rosemary. That'd be something. I guess she could. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't see that happening. I, I agree, uh, but you be enough. Gotta, to be you got to play the. Gotta, you know, anything's possible. Change exactly. After this, we get violent by design promo, and we're back to the violent by design we we know and love. Yes, sir. Them being in a dark corridor, getting With lots some, of like, zoom ins, some soft country music playing in the background. Yeah, and Eric Young saying a lot of, a lot of things. Them repeating the things, violence, yeah, control. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of um, like old school Bray Wyatt cult leader promos where he just said a lot of stuff that I didn't really understand, but yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It sounded nice to listen to. Yeah, um, he gets his catchphrase in of you know, this world doesn't belong to you, it belongs to us. Gets his screaming at the end. By design, but yeah, I mean the whole the promo too is like based on like you know the, the infection's still out there because Diener lost. Yeah, we're gonna fix that. You know, yeah. hopefully they go back to what they used to do with Diener, where they just beat him. Senselessly. Yeah, that's, that's what was interesting to me was like you know the last time that like Diener was on a losing streak, they just beat him senselessly, and that's what yeah. they did with Rhino. Yep. But uh, yeah, they let, or like, they leave him in a room for like a week and a half or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, we, we're coming to check on you. <laughs> right, torture system. <laughs> yeah, so this seems like Eric Young has uh, become a little better leader. Yeah, he he, he realized that torture isn't acceptable in, uh, against civilians in 2022. Yeah, right in the uh, the 48 states. Yeah. Um, after this, we get Aiden Prince versus Bupinder Gujar. Brian Myers on commentary again, commentator pro. Um, do have to say, line of the night uh, happened in this match. Uh, Matt Raywalt says that, you know, it's it's always good to have 
uh, an actual commentator here with me uh, when Brian Myers is out here. And Tom shot back saying, well, it's also nice to see an Aiden who can know, who knows how to wrestle in the ring. Obviously, taking a, <laughs> taking a shot at Matt Raywalt's former character of Aiden English. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, Upinder continues to impress. Um, Angela, are you upset that they cut out Aiden Prince's uh, heel promo that he cut? <laughs> no, I'm not upset. That was a very for the crowd type of like, <laughs> screw you, Philly. I'm glad that they kept in like him coming to the ring and asking for a mic, and then they just didn't show that part of him getting the mic. Yeah, that, someone just forgot to check the tape. <laughs> I mean, it's impact. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Bupender wins. Uh, I thought this was like of the like random squash matches that they did tonight. This was the the most fun one, just because they actually gave it like an actual match. Right, right. It wasn't just the Slamovich, you know, quick match. It was or like, the or the chump chump challenge. Or yeah, that was a real squash city. Or even Josh versus uh, uh, Fulton. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, uh, Brian Myers gets up to leave. He goes up the entrance ramp, and Morrissey's music hits. He chases, or he starts beating up on uh, Myers as they go over to Myers' commentating table. Um, and he looks to put him in the BQE and send him through the table. Uh, but as he's going up, Myers pulls on Aiden Prince's ankle slash leg um, to put some more weight uh, behind it. Uh, and Morsi has to put him down. And as he does this, Morsi or Myers scrambles under Morsi's legs and gets away. Um, and Morsi goes to chase him, but Aiden Prince attacks him because he thinks that he's the that Morsi is the one who grabbed his leg. Which, um, yeah, uh, Morsi then. It's Aiden Prince with the BQE. Uh, good stuff. Another table down. I, yeah. Yeah. Create a commentator table. Not doing well. No, absolutely not. Uh, hate to see it. After this, we get Masha uh, squash match. Good stuff as always. But Local Philly representative. Yeah. Get One day Masha murdered. will get an, get an actual match. I don't know when. But it's probably the one there. today that you guys didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably all we're getting until, yeah. like, maybe May or June. Yeah. <laughs> impact. Uh, after this, we get our Motor City Machine Guns versus Jay White and Chris Bay match. Uh, and again, fantastic match between these two yes. teams. Uh, yeah. Pat, this was the- oh, uh, I was going to say, Pat, did you, you – were you on the co- uh, podcast with their first match? I don't remember. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Did you watch their first match? You, you had to because I, I think you were doing the the reviews already for the sports there. Like I think so. Two weeks ago. Yeah, so the first ago. match, it ended kind of in controversy where it looks like it was a Chris Bay kicked out, right? Uh, it was Jay looked like he uh, – grabbed Chris Bay at like two and a half. Yeah. But the ref didn't see or he said that Chris Bay's uh, shoulders were still down. Yeah. So it was like he, he broke the count, but the ref still counted. Yeah. Because he just saw the, the shoulders and the shoulders never moved, which is fair. It's true. 
Like that that's always been like one of the, the gripes of like uh, of like oh they, they they broke the pin but like they never moved their shoulders. It was just like somebody touched you in the back. Um whereas the, the that was the case here, but because the ref was looking at the shoulders as you're supposed to, he didn't see the, the contact. Um so we got a rematch here. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Chris Bay and Jay White have such good chemistry together, considering they've been tagging. They've had, like, less than a handful of matches together. Yeah, they've clicked. They figured it out. I mean, really, like, their chemistry is great, but they're both amazing on their own. That They kind of just, like, work well together. That's what I was noticing in this match. It was, like, they, they had their spots together, but they really were just shining individually and doing heel things to kind of make things work together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a lot of double team moves by the Mercy and Machine Guns, as expected. Yeah, like that. That's like they have been a team for 15 years, and that, they look it like they do a lot yeah. of double team moves. Yeah, um, and th- there were a ton, and I mean a ton of near falls where you thought, okay, this is it. No, this is it. Um, which I thought was great. Um, and Chris Bay and Jay White get their win back. Yeah, they finally got Chris Saban on his own, and they uh, took advantage two on one. Yeah, um, so it's got to leave the question: Do we get a a third match, and what? Where do we get the third match? I'd assume so. Um, yeah. and maybe, maybe I don't know if they'll do it at Rebellion because again, they're gonna have that seventeen like eight gaunt- eighteen eighteen sorry gauntlet match or whatever. I see. So that's you- where I think they're gonna just have an interaction in that. Yeah, they could. It, I it's mean, possible. theoretically, it, yeah. you could have those, it come down to those two in the final. Yeah. Um, and you could have one of them win the title. That'd be very interesting. Has, has Jay ever won tag gold in New, New Japan? Yeah, I don't think so. If he did, it was just the six man, but oh, I don't wow. think so. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, and again, you could always just go with the machine guns as well. Yeah, absolutely. Know, established team. Yeah. Um, or, or you know, violent by design, just retain. But yeah. I don't know if that's the more interesting outcome. Yeah. Um, so. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought this was a an interesting show. An interesting again, this isn't like a true go home show, as this isn't a pay per view per se. Well, it's not a true go home show because it's you know halfway through their yeah tapings, which yeah. is the funny part too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's technically in time. It's more of like a live event that's being put on TV or put yeah. on, uh, and it, it's more of like a molt again special Saturday Night Special. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. um, the special episode of your favorite TV show uh, with all all the crossovers you've ever wanted. Yeah. Um, Rugrats go wild. Yeah, there you go. Um, speaking of which, I guess we can run down the card as of this second, eleven fifteen p.m. on Thursday. We have Eastern Chris Sabin versus Jay White. Uh, the Good Brothers versus the Briscoes. Uh, Impact X Division Title Ultimate X Match between Trey Miguel versus Vincent versus Rich Swan versus. Jordan Grace versus Chris Bay versus 
Originally, it was Willie Mack, but who'd they pull Willie Mack for? Didn't you say Blake Christian? Blake Christian. Yeah, Blake Christian. Okay. Um, Eddie Edwards versus Tomihiro Ishii. Uh, Deanna Peraza's Champ Champ Challenge. Josh Alexander and Jonah versus Moose and PCO. Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona versus Mickey James and Nick Aldis. Alex Shelley versus Mike Bailey. And the Knockouts Tag Team Titles Fatal 4-Way Match between The Influence, Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost, Decay, and Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Um, I think there's a few matches that could be show stealers on here. Uh, Chris Saban versus Jay White as one of them, and the other one being Shelly versus Mike Bailey. Um, is this uh, Jay White's only match of the weekend? No, he, he it's not even his only match of the day. Uh, he is facing oh. Mike Bailey uh, uh, earlier that day. That's crazy. Yeah. So and then he's yeah, obviously he's a busy beaver. Yeah, Saturday he obviously has to show up at WrestleMania to face Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, speaking of who could face Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins is doing an absolute great troll job of just posting a bunch of random gifts of wrestlers. Apparently, Marco Stunt is. Yeah, Marco Stunt is the latest one. Uh, yeah. I, if Vince knows that Marco Stunt is available, he, he might have a new child. He might have, have a new child. He might have well, a new you know, like the hornswoggle angle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. He might have oh, a new boy. illegitimate child. <laughs> His name is Marco Stunt. I, I don't think from uh, watching that Seth Rollins and Vince McMahon interaction that Vince has the energy for something like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he's giving the company over to Marco Stunt. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Here's the deed. <laughs> Marco Stunt. You own WWE headquarters. That'd yeah. be uh, that'd be epic. Yeah, that's why. That's why he fired Shane McMahon. Yeah. And this is going to lead to next year's Mania, where it's Austin Theory versus Marco Stunt for control of WWE. That'd be uh. Yeah, you thought something. you thought Roman versus Rock was headlining Hollywood? Nope, it's Marco Stunt versus Austin Theory. Oh baby, yeah. So why I had so many extra brother, brother, brothers? Yeah, you know, Hulk Hogan was really on my mind today. Uh, <laughs> as, everyone, as everyone knows, we do the uh, you know the predictions challenge for major pay per views for yeah. a multitude of companies. So one of them being you know, WrestleMania this weekend. Pat decided to add the question of Will Hulk Hogan be at WrestleMania? <laughs> so I was doing my you know very intense research of looking through uh, Hulk Hogan's socials, and I said no because Hulk Hogan tonight was supposed to appear. Seems like based on his three minute rant at a Jim appear at Hogan's Beach when his son is DJing, and uh-huh. apparently Ric Flair is sending twelve beautiful ladies there, and he's gonna <laughs> face them. So I, I don't know. That's very strange. I love it, <laughs> but it, it, so it seems like he's busy this weekend. Yeah. So and you, he's you know who nights. he can he can pop in right. Yeah. He, you never know. He could still travel there. But I was you know based on that, I'm like, okay, he seems like he's in Florida, not Texas. Yeah. And, but yeah, you know who is in Texas. Texas. Who's in Texas? Angelo's other favorite Hogan, Brooke, is at <laughs> WrestleCon. I saw WrestleCon tweet about that. So oh, she's boy. facing Cody. Yes. No, no, <laughs> yeah, she's facing yeah. Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. She's facing Seth. Yeah, they're pulling Cody, uh, Seth from the match. No, no, no. And then, like, and then Cody's going to interrupt the match and he's going to make out with Brooke and they're going to solve racism together. 
And then uh, Bully Ray's going to come out and say, I screwed you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be leading to a Bully Ray and Seth Rollins versus Cody and uh, not Brandy Rhodes, but Brooke Hogan Rhodes. Yeah, love angle. That's yeah. Fair. Because, again, the, Cody's going to solve racism once again. Good. Uh, um, a big platform to do that. And then he's going to retire Hulk. Because Hulk's coming back into the ring one more time to face Cody. I actually think Hulk was going to retire him. <laughs> no, oh like, what, what was it? Mr. America is going to come out <laughs> and beat the yeah. American Nightmare. Mis- Mr. America versus the American Nightmare. I, yeah. I need it. Book it. Book that. In front, of, right. in front of the, the Japanese Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> All right, we've gone off the rails here. Uh, what do you What do you give this episode, Ryan? I give it a thumbs in the middle, pointing. Okay, a lot of squash matches. On there was the a show. lot of squash matches, but I I enjoyed myself. I'll give it a thumbs up. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'd give it a thumbs up. I thought this was better than last week's uh, episode. Fair. Um. So yeah, we will be back. Uh, me and Pat will be back tomorrow night slash well, we'll, tomorrow yeah. or slash, well, we'll probably, slash Saturday morning. Well, no, we'll probably be back tomorrow afternoon because we have to record the WrestleMania. Oh yes, the podcast. predictions. Yes. Um, and then Saturday we'll have our review for SuperCard of Honor and Multiverse of Matches. Yep. And then WrestleMania Night One and WrestleMania Night Two uh, this weekend as well. So lots of wrestling, yeah. lots of podcasts. Yeah. So stay tuned to the podcast feed and also our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. I've started uploading stuff back to our YouTube channel. Nice. Love that. Well, and hopefully I can retain my championship. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, um, you know that WWE has a vendetta against me. Um, they have a conspiracy to screw me uh, whenever I am champion or whenever yeah, I actually what... predict uh, t- uh, shows for them. So Hopefully the conspiracy ends at Mania. Um, I mean, New Japan has ended their conspiracy against me. Do you have um, Hulk Hogan showing up? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> so that that could screw me. They could just like bring bring in a blimp of Hulk Hogan, and he like flies down from the heavens, and he's just he's playing the brother song. <laughs> and he just comes in. Brother. And- yeah, and he uh, he he tells Austin that he, Austin doesn't get a match. It's actually Hogan versus KO. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> that that'll be the screw job. That, that'll be the screw job this year. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always, <laughs> I hate you for who sent this all god awful monstrosity in the group chat. No, Joey. Sending the Big Mac special sauce Sunday. <laughs> that better not be a real thing. That looks disgusting. We're all there it is. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your WrestleMania weekend. Watch as much wrestling as you can. Um, and tune in to the next few days of Deep Six Wrestling content. Um, anybody else want to say their goodbyes? Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll we'll be putting stuff out all weekend long, so stay tuned. <laughs>